Welcome to the Eat Sleep Chelsea Repeat pod. On today's pod, we talk about Chelsea's new official manager, Maurizio Pochettino. We begin a summer of goodbyes. We're going to review the final two games to a truly terrible season versus Manchester United and Newcastle. We're going to talk form temperatures for the very last time this season. And our own ESCR quizmaster, Brady, has got another Chelsea quiz for us. You run out of names, mate. <laughs> Couldn't even get a name for the last, the last, last of the game. season. Oh, dear. There, there were a few names swirling, but... Uh, I'll tell you yeah. what, that sums this season up. Complete <laughs> idea. That is poor. <laughs> I'm Chris, and as always, I'm joined by my brother Craig and our good friend Brady. How are we feeling, boys? The, the season's finished. It's over. It's, it's over. over. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've never been happier for a season to be over. Yeah, I mean, uh, goodbye and good riddance to this season, to be honest. I was sitting next to a French supporter, and as soon as the final whistle went, he went, Au revoir, 2022 free season. And thank, <laughs> and thank God. I was like, wow, well, I couldn't have said that better myself. So I, I shook his hand and I went, well said. And that was that. So, um, yeah, I mean, one to forget. And uh, just really looking forward now. It really is one you just want to scratch off the history books, really. I mean, it'd be one of the most famous seasons in our history, but because um, of the you know the takeover and the manager turnover. But it's been it's been a it's been a real rough ride, isn't it? Hopefully, it's one that we can look back on one day, or maybe even next season, and be like, "Can you believe it? What we were doing last season?" Yeah, yeah. If we win like five on the bounce, or you know, and just actually become a football team again, it's like, do you remember we nearly got relegated? there there was actually that um, stat wasn't there that that since the transfer window closed if you ran the Premier League table Chelsea were in the bottom three they were were 18 since the transfer window closed so just shows you how how truly terrible it actually was I think under Lampard we would have been uh, was it when Swindon went down they got a derby they got 20 points I think under Lampard we're under that form 0.5 per game points so yeah time to swiftly move into the summer yeah, to be fair, I mean, we did end the season with some, some pretty tricky fixtures, but... Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, we've, we've ended the season with a new signing. Um, Maurizio Pochettino was announced yesterday by the club. Um, new head coach. The worst-kept secret. Yeah, the worst-kept secret in football. I was going to say on our Twitter, um, it t- took your time. <laughs> yeah, it was a long time coming, but I think yeah, they, yeah. they did the right thing by waiting till the end of the... The season and yeah, I think it's a it's a good appointment in my opinion. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think that when the names were sort of swirling around post Potter, um, there was a couple of names that probably were ahead of Pochettino in terms of what what I thought um, would fit Chelsea better. But I think the more that comes out about him and the more you sort of review his tactical style his man management sort of his authority that he is going to have on the squad and also you know his results historically um the the more the higher makes sense i think uh, more so than a nagelsman for example um so yeah i'm excited i mean i think any to anyone that they'd announced i think i'd feel the same basically is that you'd be excited because you're just ready to turn the chapter of the season and, and just see what a new manager can do with the squad because we all know how talented the squad is. Um, I think very, very highly of the squad that we've got. I think it's top three in world football in, um, in terms of the players that we have in in the squad. Um, so it's just about having a good manager to get the tune out of them. 
and uh, I'm sure with the summer recruitment as well, the squad's just going to get even stronger. Yeah, I mean, I was worried that back in se- September when they sacked Tuchel that, you know, they went to Potter over Pochettino. So Pochettino, basically, they, they prioritised Potter. But if come out since that Pochettino didn't want the job then, because uh, I think he would have been, like, going into hellfire after, you know, the Tuchel sacking. And that shows, like, that shows t- now, and it shows sort of where he's heads at. He only goes for projects that he feels are right. And, you know, he, we're, we're Chelsea fans and he used to be the Spurs manager and it's always been that little bit, you know, he hasn't didn't win a tro- trophy at Spurs. He won the, sorry, he lost the Champions League final. But when you actually dig into the other stuff he did, the other side that we don't know about as Chelsea fans, you know, that book Brave New World where um, that he, um, that, you know, that, you know, the, the, the brave new things that he was doing at Spurs, he would kind of revolutionise the club in that sense. You know, even the stuff like he he got a barbecue built and things like that, and just got a complete team spirit. All the fitness stuff he does, it's exciting, and it is a little bit like after this season, like any manager will do. But I am, I don't think he's an elite appointment, but I think it's a very good appointment, and I think it could be potentially a really good stepping stone manager in the next three, four years for us, even if it doesn't amaze if he doesn't get us back winning leagues. I think he will make us solid and very good again and after this season I think that's all you can ask for really. Yeah, you'd say that his his background's not too dissimilar to, to what Tuchel had, I guess, before before he joined yeah. us. So yeah. um I d I wouldn't say He's not elite. I think he, this is probably the best opportunity for him to to kind of prove he is. Obviously, he did yeah. exactly what most people have done at Paris. He's, fring- he's what you call fringe elite, isn't he? You'd say he's not like whatever yeah. that means. Well, like, like he's, yeah, he's not. A, he's not a pep, is he? He's not a Klopp. He just hasn't. He's just not that. So well, I don't think he's had the opportunity, obviously, to prove no, that. I, th- I think if you yeah. look at what managers have done at, at Tottenham since Posh left, that's true. You know, he. I think. He, you can look on reflection, really. He was doing a fantastic job, really, at, at Spurs, um, even though he didn't quite get them to the pinnacle, obviously. Um, I think when we look back at that season that Leicester won the league, I think Spurs had an incredible chance to win the league that year under Posh um, and probably got a bit too um, emotional at the end. And I, I hope that's something that he's learnt from because I do think sort of the opposite end of the spectrum from from Potter, where... Pochettino teams are very emotional. They're very passionate. I and mean, I love that. Don't get me wrong. That's been history at Chelsea of having very um, passionate leaders and, and teams. But obviously the, there has to be an element of composure um, when it comes to the end of these seasons. And, and I hope that he's learned from that. And I hope that if we do end up on a, in a title race in the next few years under him, um, that, that he, uh, he shows some element of composure at the end as well. Obviously, in the uh, the statement from from the club, he he was praised for you know um, as a winning coach, worked at the highest level, multiple leagues and languages. I think the languages thing is really important um, for a top team uh, as well. And obviously, with him, he's brought with him his son, um, Sebastian Sebastiano Pochettino. Do Seba, I think we spoke Seba something like that. Seba, yeah, but like he, I think we spoke about him on the pod before. Like obviously. Poch is really into sports science and he's his sports science was his son. So, um, and obviously we're big on running stats and, uh, we, we have, there's that, the, obviously that Tottenham comparison where they were, they were really poor at running and then he turned up and they were sprinting all over the place and have like the record still. So yeah, I yeah think they, have the, they, have the, they have the record for the individual game, but also Spurs 
15, 16 were and 16, 17 were first under posh in pressing per defensive action. So um, the amount of passes that the opposition was doing in the top 60% of the pitch or their own 60% of the pitch, I guess the, t- the team that's passing the ball was, um, was the lowest amount of passes, 8.2 in 15, 16 and 9.2 in, in 16, 17, um, which shows just, the st- it, it doesn't show like tons, this stat and obviously stats on their own are, are sort of, without context are pretty meaningless but I do think that at least shows the style of play that Posh is going to implement at at Chelsea and it's something that we were crying out for this season under both Lampard and Potter just a team that sort of you know when they were playing at home I thought this Newcastle game by the way which we'll talk about later was sort of the the first time maybe even since, since Tuchel left that I've seen the Chelsea team play at home sort of how I expect them to play at home really attacking really on the front foot trying to press high um and yeah, the, the the posh style of of being leading the league in pressing um, opposition passes per defensive action, and also third in the league in shot ending high turnovers, which was really good both seasons under Spurs. Um, fifth in the league both years for high turnovers, um, and also top five for shots faced in both years as well. So I, I think you know, posh for Spurs had really really incredible modern stats for a team and uh, I think that's got to be exciting for Chelsea going forward Well one of the things that I guess Pochettino's already doing although his contract doesn't start until um, the 1st of July uh, sorry yeah no the 1st of July Yeah I think he's going to be working for free before then because we've got the 30th of June uh, cut off date for the uh to get the accounts and the books for this financial year. So I've got to be honest, I think he's already doing a lot of work behind the scenes. Um, yeah, I think his, his contract for Paris Saint-Germain, when he was manager there, doesn't mm. run out till the end of June. So he's, mm. he's, signing with his, he's signing with us from the 1st of July. And the work that he is doing is really important. And obviously it's already started. We, we saw the news break today about Joao Felix who will not be part of uh, the Chelsea team next season. Obviously, we've spoken about Felix quite a bit on the pod, whether he should be bought. Obviously, he was only on loan this season. Um, whether he should be then got back on loan next season or or bought for what would be probably quite a high fee. Um, but he will not be part of the squad, and that's Pochettino already making big, big decisions and, um, I guess, putting his stamp on the squad, um, which I think we we love to see, really. Yeah, I mean, I think it was reported today on Twitter by Fabrizio Romano and some other credible sources that, you know, FedEx wanted to stay, which is pretty clear. I mean, he was pointing to the fans, showing the shirt, which is good to see. He really did try to connect with the fans. And I think the board loved him. Uh, and I know that Potter really loved him when he was there. But I think Pochettino's come in and gone, no, I just don't want him. And you've got, I think they prioritised it in Cuckoo. So I think that's good. I mean, you can't be... A lot of Chelsea fans have sort of been acting that Felix was already our player. It's like £80 million to buy him. And I do think with Felix, there's a little bit of... He's kind of in a sort of like... He's rehearsing a little bit. I think when players go alone, he's really, really trying to impress. And I think when you buy him, I'm not sure he would be as good in terms of a mentality. And I think mainly the reason that Poch doesn't want him is... You know, he's, he's off the ball. As Craig just alluded to the running stats, I can't... Felix's biggest problem is his work off the ball, and that's Poch is just not really going to go for that. But I think it's more he's just going to put his foot down, just like he did at Spurs. Just cut the wheat from the chaff and just go right. I want these pe- I want these guys, and I don't want the others. So that's what he's going to do. And I, 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 I really, I, I'm looking forward to seeing that more. 
let, let's face it, Felix was never going to be a posh star player, was he? He, no. he? He's not intense off the ball. No. He, he's not a dual winner. He's not a hard worker. He's an incredibly talented footballer. I don't mm. think anyone can deny that. He's he's um, given us a lot of entertainment even over the six months, and you can just see he just oozes um, class. But yeah, he's 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 not a good fit for our team going forward. Yeah, and it's good. I mean, he's he's only been confirmed two days, but he's you know that you know uh, there's some other good buyers like uh, Zachary. Obviously, was going to go back. They've confirmed that already, and I just think that. He's going to let players know where they stand very quickly. I think he's going to communicate that very quickly. And in the summer where we probably need to sell 10 to 10 players, that's going to be really important to get it, you know, to get this done before we get, you know, pre-season. Because it's going to be three stages, obviously, probably getting rid of players, buying players, and then pre-season. It's a huge summer for the club. So the time starts now. There's no time to waste, literally. So he's got to get, although he's, I think probably he's working freelance for Chelsea at the moment because I don't think he's exactly putting his feet up for a month. So I think he's already hard at work. I'm sure he's calling players that he wants, maybe calling players that he doesn't want, etc. Pushing them out of the club. I think that's the way it's got to be, and just let him play. Because there's a lot, of, there's a few players who won't know where they stand, and I think I think he'll let them know where they stand very quickly. So I think that's a good. And I'm looking, it's a good approach, and it shows that he's already got authority, uh, even in a short time. Yeah, and one of the other goodbyes would be probably Loftus Cheek, who looks like yeah. uh, it was announced earlier that he's very close to agreeing terms with AC Milan, um, which we, we kind of knew about before. Yeah. So he he waved his he waved himself off. Yeah, um, I thought that was a really nice moment actually. To, I'll be honest, I was a bit bit emotional actually. It was it was he obviously planned it, and it was like really heartfelt for him. And yeah, it was a nice moment, um, a sad moment, but a nice one that he got to say goodbye. Yeah, a great servant, Ruben, and uh, yeah, I, I think you know, obviously the injury and things. I think incredibly talented player, and uh, loves the club. And yeah, we missed and, and wish him all the best at AC Milan. Just, yeah, I, I think just, he'll be a good player for them. I hope. Yeah, I mean, just it might be a bit of a shout, but just maybe one of the what ifs in Chelsea Cobham, like even not what ifs because obviously what if we kept the Bruyne and whatnot, but. What if some Cobb history where if he didn't get that injury, what player he could have turned into? And just a real shame. He's never been the same player since. I know we argue about a bit on the pot, but he's never been the same, really, um, whether your opinion of him, really. So I really hope that he... A bit like Tamori in that sense, where you know, you're know you at um, different stages of their career, but you're away from the heat of the English media and maybe you can flourish and relax a bit out there. A bit like Tammy did in his first season for Roma. So I really hope he does well over there and all, all the best to him. Got a bit of an ex-Chelsea spine down in AC Milan, haven't they? Yeah, I know. <laughs> in Italy, yeah, padding it out. Is Bakayoko <laughs> still knocking about in AC Milan? Yeah, Bakayoko. Milan have got half, half of uh, Cobham down there. I don't think we can call Bakayoko Cobham, can we? Or Giroud. Oh, no. Well, okay, half of the <laughs> training ground, let's say. Not, they're not the actual Ruben, Ruben Loftus-Cheek and Bakayoko, what a midfield. I think yeah. Bakayoko must be coming home soon. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call it home. He, 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 he always buys the return flight. I put it that way. He's, he's always coming back. <laughs> a few, a few other people to say goodbye to as well. On, uh... Yeah, I think we we should probably pay some respect to uh, to the Chelsea legend. He got a fantastic sign off mm. um, on the game on on Sunday at Newcastle. But says Aspilicueta finishes his career having won pretty much every trophy you could possibly want to win. Um, he at, at Chelsea, Premier League, FA Cup, League Cup. 
Champs League, Europa League, Super Cup, Club World Won Cup. Won it all. Won everything. So, yeah, what a what a career and what a servant. And yeah. definitely a Chelsea legend. I don't 100%. think that's up for a debate. No, um, and it, it's a, you know, I guess people will say maybe he, he stayed on a bit too long. But, you know, when he does come on, he even... Sort of towards the end of the good. last couple of years. I thought he was good against Newcastle. I thought he yeah. had, actually had some energy and getting up and down the pitch. I think it was like one last hurrah. Yeah. yeah. Was, we'll, yeah. we'll do a match with you later, but it was a little bit like, you know what? I'm just going to play like Reese James for a day. I'm just going to go up and down and just try and score a goal. <laughs> yeah. right. what, what, are your, what are your sort of favourite memories of Aspie? Um, just his like one on one defending. I think, you know, he could play under Marino, he could play left back or right back. And I think there were times in his career where he was like, one of the best right backs in the world, to be honest. I think he was fantastic one on one defender, great leader, fantastic professional, eight out of ten in most areas. And I don't know about moments, but just so many moments where he would like, you know, tackle a player or, you know, just re- really good, like save a goal or something like that. So, yeah, just just generally, I've been a huge fan of him, real fanboy of Aspen. I'd be sad to see him go. I think my favourite moment was his assist for. Uh... I think it was him against PSG for Denver Bar. I think he oh, mishit. Yeah. Uh, I think he mishit a shot, or uh, <laughs> like a like a bounce was bobbling through, and Denver Bar. I think it was Denver Bar sort of flicked it in. I think that was the uh, that yeah. was my memory of him. But uh, my, obviously, ultimately, what I think it comes down to for him is versatility. Yeah. He was an incredible yeah. right back for us, but also for a long time played left back for us in an yeah, incredible yeah. way. And then under Conte, Conte yeah. came in. And he played right centre back in a in a three four three at a very very high level, including the Champions League final against City. It was incredible defending. So I, I think how versatile he was is really underrated, and and played a, obviously a long time for Chelsea, and was a great value signing as well. I think. Um, yeah. He was only I think seven million. Yeah. yeah. Was it was it only seven? I thought it was about ten. But yeah, I mean, incredible value for him. I know he signed off a really bad um, injury history at quite a young age. Um, and he's, I think he signed for us when he had an ACL tear or a really bad, maybe a broken leg or some some sort of really serious injury um, and didn't play for us straight away. And uh, yeah, made a real incredible career at Chelsea. And yeah, like you yeah. said, we'll go down as a, an absolute legend of the club. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I think I agree. My, my favorite sort of memory of him is definitely him playing left back yeah. um, in that team. Like he was, he was outstanding. Um, I think it was in the Mourinho um 14-15, was it 14-15 title winning season? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, he replaced Ashley Cole because we weren't really sure who was going to replace so Ivanovic was still, Ivanovic was still there, I believe, right? So, yeah. 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 So Ivanovic and Mourinho right and Aspie yeah. played right, yeah. yeah, definitely versatility. That's a great shout. Um, yeah. Fabulous player and yeah, he'll be missed and clearly a, a big character captain so really um, really underrated in his prime i think I, I mean obviously recently he's fallen off but in his prime i think he was what I yeah, think it's, he was, it's hard isn't it at the end because obviously he's 33 now and it's hard to remember him being yeah. when he was elite but there was definitely a time where i think he was an elite fullback in the world i know gary neville really rated him i think he called him his best one-on-one defender in the premier league yeah. or something like that at one point sort of five six years ago so yeah yeah and um, uh, last, I guess, not last but well, not least. Well, yeah, the, the big controversial one, I guess, at this point is um, Mason Mount, who looked as if he might be leaving with his very, very sad sort of waving goodbye, 
very emotional yeah, yeah. exit um, at Stamford Bridge on Sunday. And is it? It's, it's going to be a weird one because obviously he's still so young, Mount. Um, but he feels like he's been around for ages because he's this is what his what third or fourth season for us, sort of playing in the senior yeah fourth season, I think. So yeah, it's a strange one because he feels like he's kind of almost been around forever. But yeah, it's uh, he's still so young. But he, do you yeah, think he's, he's only just turned gone? 20, he's only just turned twenty four, hasn't he? So it's it's. Uh... He's, he's still coming into his prime, really, next few years, and especially for centre mid. Um, it'd be oh, just... A, I, I guess when this story was, was going on during the season, I just thought that this would get sorted. I just thought yeah, that right. both sides would. And I think what's being reported now, it kind of looks like it's, it's not going to get sorted. It doesn't look like that there is... There's a, a big dispute, apparently, about image rights... And I think there's, you know, been a breakdown in the relationship between um, whoever's negotiating from Chelsea's side and, and Mount's agent. I know he changed agents as well. Um, they had a deal and then it was off. And I think a lot's gone on. I think water under the bri- a lot of water under the bridge, I think, was reported by someone. Um, yeah, Jacob Steinberg, I think. Yeah, yeah Steinberg. Yeah. Um, so I think that, that sort of rings true. I think this... You know, sometimes in um, in business, you know, things relationships sour, and and sometimes yeah. there's no way of rectifying that. And I think that is sort of what's happened. Uh, it looks like with this relationship, um, and obviously a very tricky contract renewal as well with with Chelsea's attitude towards long term contracts right now. And not from our point of view, you know, we don't want to be seen to be bending for someone because that creates a problem in the future, right? You can just blanket say to agents when you're negotiating contracts, look, this is our contract offer. This is what we do with every player. We don't make any exceptions. Here we go. And now the agent can't really say anything to you mm-hmm. in the future, you know, and f- for all the signings that'll be coming up. Well, whereas now, if we if we do change our contract length to four years or something for, for Mason Mount, now the agent will come and say to you, well, look, you did it for Mount. Is this guy not as good a player as Mason Mount? You know, the, yeah, the, it does create a problem for you going forward. So there's a lot to think about in this one, a lot to unpack. It's a lot more complicated than I think a lot of fans on on um, social media give it credit for. I, I hate the the Mount sort of siding. I think Mason Mount's a fantastic player, incredible hard worker, and um, was a, a key part of us winning European Cup. Will be remembered fondly if he does leave, but I, I really hope that he doesn't. Kind of reminds me of the when we started changing our contracts around like being like plus 30 and, you know, only giving people a year and you run into loads of problems when we started doing that as well. And people try to like really push it, um, you know, like all the big names, even like Lampard and, and Terry and William. Really yeah. yeah. Like they, they, they're fuming. It's like, well, that's just the policy. Yeah. And like, maybe this is just how you start. Like you said, when that started, yeah. people didn't like it. This is how you start like now. You just this is just what it is and kinda of live with it and you might lose a few people, but I can definitely see from Mason Mount's point of view, by the way, why he wouldn't want to sign a seven year contract at the age yeah. of twenty four. Like Oh like, yeah. I, I think the big issue was they they, they signed Reese James for seven years on a two hundred K a week contract. And I think it was I mean back whenever he signed it at the start of the season, it was like, right, Reese done, now mate now Mason and then they got to Mason and he, and he was like, Well no, I want more. And uh, you got you got to put that contract down. I think they're a little bit like, whoa, didn't really expect it. I don't think um, because you know the Reese signed, and I think the, I think uh, Craig said I think the Mounts thing was seen as quite straightforward. And I think the situation's evolved. I think it was about 
contract length, maybe about money. And now I think maybe he's thinking after all this, when you have all this turmoil and, you know, when you're having a bad season and you're not maybe thinking, well, maybe I should go and play somewhere else. And, you know, you don't know who's around these players as well. Like if if, if it isn't just a Mason Mount thing, it might be his entourage or people around him or a career advisor, things like an agent. It's not just going to be him. He's going to be thinking about his career long term. So, um, and you know, he has won the Champions League at Chelsea. You might think, well, I've already won the biggest trophy in European football at the club. You know, so yeah, so it's a difficult situation. But I feel, I still think there's a, as Arkansas said, this, there is still a third option where the basically he won't get signed this summer, and he also won't sign the contract, and maybe it will get resolved next next uh, next summer. I don't. Well, think it has so. to be resolved, obviously, before Christmas, because yeah, once he gets to January first, he can leave on a free yeah. or sign a deal. I just think seventy million. As reported, is a lot for Manchester United in a summer that they're supposed to be, you know, after Kane and after all these players, and they've got the takeover, obviously, but that's that's gonna, that, that's kind of dragging on. So, um, I just think that the Chelsea, the Chelsea board, if you're analysing this purely from um, taking emotion completely out of it, I think they think that seventy million is good value for Mason Mount. Yeah, especially in a, especially in an FFP situation that we're in, um, where they get the whole money. Yeah. And, and also the other thing I would say is I don't actually see exactly where Mason Mount fits into our starting mm-hmm. 11 on the Pochettino, they, that, assuming we're playing 4-2-3-1, which is what I would say. That is the elephant in the room. Where are you going to put him? Um, yeah. Because, you know, you've got Nkuku there, you've got the wide forwards that he'll use, Madueke, uh, Sterling, Mudrick, he'll have a recognised striker. Where does Mount fit in? We're not going to play 3-4-3 like we did on Tuchel. So... Yeah, the the more you think about it, the more I just actually do think that he's going to leave. Yeah, um, I, I think I think we're like at ninety ninety five percent now. I think we're in. Really, you think it's that high? I don't think it's anywhere near that uh, high. I think I it think, is. I think it's fifty fifty. But oh, no, I, I would have said I, okay, if you'd asked me six I, I, months I, I, ago, I don't think it's fifty fifty, mate. I think I think that's it's long gone from that. You could tell on on Sunday that it's long gone from that. I think. I, well, he he still has to remember the team has to bid something we're happy with, like like. Um, well, okay, it, okay. If a reasonable bid comes in, then he'll go. Like he, in terms of him signing the contract this summer, I think it's very low, very low. I think they've given up. I mean, Poch. I mean, there's been a lot of reports. You know, if, if you know Poch needs to come in and convince him, I don't think that's the issue. I don't think you, you, you can't convince someone about image rights and uh, contract length. You know, Ch- Mason Mount loves Chelsea. He wants to stay. So there's obviously a huge sticking point in the contracts and. Like we like, you know, it's like it's not like black and white like it is on Twitter. There's obviously this very nuanced situation, and it's a real shame. But I think he's gone. To how 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 good is he? Do you think he's worth seventy million? Oh, hundred percent. Uh, oh, I, yeah. I saw a Tifo IFL video where they told him called him very good off the ball, but world class off the ball. He's basically like a professional pest. They called him basically just like constantly pressing, constantly getting the high recoveries. That's what Tuchel loved about him: high recoveries, get the ball back. And he's like eight out. Of two. He's not. He's not amazing on the ball. Like he's a good shooter, good crosser. He's not like you know elite in those things, but he's very solid in terms of that. And that's why managers love him. That's why Southgate loves him. That's why they all love him because he. That's why play. That's why Ten Hag wants him because he's the, he's that player. So I, I think why, why did Chelsea not like you said? He's so why did Chelsea not want him then if he's that good? It's, I don't think it's a case. I think we talked about this really already. Is that it's not a case. I don't think of not wanting him. I think like the contract situation has soured for sure. Um, over whatever issues they've had over that. Um, the, the issue with the fit of the team, the issue with FFP, where that sort of, if we get 70 million from Mason Mountain, that eliminates any FFP concerns for the next three years. 
Um, so I, I think there's a lot of upside from the club's point of view. Like I said, if you take emotion completely out of it, there's a lot of upside to selling Mason Mount. You know, he's not what I would say about Mason Mount is he's not an irreplaceable player. He's not. Yeah, that's that's yeah. where I, my angle is. I completely agree. Yeah, he's he's not irreplaceable. So I I, I do think that you can see the appeal, and and these guys as well. They don't have any attachment to him. It's like when you know you, you get new general managers of NFL teams or new managers of football teams. They come in. They've got no emotional attachment to players historically. You sometimes see players move on like this, where you know that it's a new era. It's a new set of circumstances and um yeah i, I, I like i said it's, just, it's so surprising because i think if you looked at <laughs> that night in porto when chelsea won the champions league which by the way was only two years ago um yeah it's, you, it's, it's, it's shocking what's happened if you, if you said two years later that mason mount wouldn't be playing for chelsea and would be transferred to Manchester United. How bad United were back then as well. You'd be like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, it's a, what's happened? <laughs> you know, that it's ridiculous. So, yeah, I, I, it's, it's a crazy one. You missed Zachariah, Chris. You're, uh, you're warming, I did, you're warming I did, up. I did, I did mention him. Oh, you did mention him. Chris is warming up from January. Zachariah, yeah. I thought Zachariah oh. is a... I thought he was really good when he played. And I, I've got to say... I think whoever, uh, if he stays fit, I think he'd be a great player. And um, yeah. I'm sure whoever picks him up, if he does stay at Juventus or he transfers somewhere else, I think he'll be. I mean, they definitely want him at Juventus. They, they're trying to get rid of him. You know, I think he's a good player. I think he's just very injury prone. That's probably why I don't want him. He's just got yeah. so many injuries, and um, you know, he seems to get a couple injuries per season, and that was proved this season. So from what I saw, he was good, and he actually was building up a little bit of a connection with the fans. I know he played really well in the Man City home game where we got beat one 0 yeah, that, that was it. Him and Kovacic in that game were outstanding in, in midfield. Got, got a standing ovation when he came off. Was doing some nice tweets. You know, we got that goal in the Champions League. So I thought well, this guy could be like our backup six. But it looks like there's going to be another player. There's going to be um, our sort of backup number six, number eight that we'll talk about a bit later anyway. But um, yeah, good luck to Zach. Good player, and hope he stays injury free. What we're gonna do, we're gonna do next is we're gonna we're gonna go back in time and talk about some football games that did. I am a fire. We we had a couple of games, <laughs> um, not our best. I thought the season was over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we got to revisit. Oh, okay. <laughs> one, shocker. one last ride. One last ride. An absolute shocker, Old Trafford. Oh, uh, cool. We got pasted four-one. If you can remember that. Do you know how much XG we conceded in this game? I know they had a penalty. 5.2 or something. I I know they had a penalty, so we conceded Uh, 4.3. I think Rashford's Rashford's goal as well was 4.4. Yeah, exactly. 0.98, wasn't it? They had a couple of tap-ins. But but still, I mean, absolute shambles. Not not ideal, though, is it? Absolute shambles. I mean, ours was quite high, though, wasn't it? Ours was quite high, too. Ours was (laughs) 1.9. All from the first half. All from the first half, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah anyway. uh, so we lost game 4-1. Um, it was a changed eleven from the City game, which we also lost. Um, we actually had fifty eight percent possession. <laughs> Not really sure what we were doing with that. Uh, well, Fafana had most of it. Fourteen shots, um, five on target for us. Kepa had to make some saves. 
Um, he made yeah. five of eight. Is that right? Nine shots on target, so. Yeah. I'm not sure he's done that. Um, uh, yeah, it was a poor result. We, I don't think we played that badly, but we, we were really hammered with some terrible mistakes. Um, how did you see it? I mean, some absolutely shocking individual performances in this game is what I would say. Uh, Wesley Fofana, I mean, we'll talk about him probably later in the in the freezer, one of us, I'm sure. I mean, just an absolute shambles of a performance um, from him all over the place. Not the first time this season. He, he's He's been massively off the boil. I think he was in my freezer a week or two ago as well. Just very concerned. I said I was concerned about him. I mean, this was just... The the cherry on the on the top of the icing of the cake, you know, just absolute catastrophe at the back. I mean, there's no other way to to explain it. Connor Gallagher, absolutely shocking. Kai Havertz, dreadful, dreadful performance. I mean, you could go through it. Aspie as well in in this game, the, the United game, very very bad. I think you know individually, Mudrick as well. Sorry, I forgot to mention him. I mean. The, the the ball that came across at the start, he just couldn't even, yeah. can't even, he just air kicks it. I mean, it it really was just just some absolutely horrific individual performances uh, in this game. And and uh, the the only positive from the game is uh, Carney Chukwemenko, who I thought played uh, stuck him in centre mid, and 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 he played really really well in that game and and looked uh, looked promising. Um, yeah, one of the the most notable things about this game, I think, was the. Do you know the average? Do you want to guess the average age of the team? Yeah, I think I saw that it was the youngest Chelsea team in the Premier League ever. I, guess, right? yeah, 20, I actually worked out the average age. It's twenty-three, and if you yeah. took out Aspie, it was twenty-one. So, Ooh. such a such a sort of what youthful, inexperienced team. Um, and it showed. I mean, I've got to be honest with this. I mean, I know you've been quite critical of the team. I mean, the, the managers had a pinnacle. I mean, I, I, once United were like three 0 up, and then they would get in the Champions League. But they, you know, they're getting the pinnacleadas out. They're on the beach. They, I mean, this game, the Newcastle game coming up. These were you might as well be playing on sand. It was a basketball game, end to end. You know, quite. You know, we lost four one. It could have been a could have been a five four. You guys are saying like it, it was the beach or whatever. I, this is just my memory of Frank Lampard coaching his games like yeah, this. It was, very, it was a very Frank Lampard game. I think it's kind of Lampard balls, you know, mixed with beach ball. I think. I think there's a little bit of a mix. Uh, Lamb beach. I think ball. the difference, the Lamb difference beach. between because it it reminded me of Lampard's that the the last two games were very Lampard games, even the yeah. City game. And yeah. what what what's different at the moment to what it was before is he had like Tammy Abraham before who used to score quite a bit of go- score a lot of goals for him. Now he's got loads of Muppets up front who can't shoot, so it just looks even worse. I mean, our chance convert our chance conversion. It's a, it's a tale it's a as old as time. I mean, I think the Aztecs were drawing symbols on the walls of like goals and like you know a goal and being be missed in there. I mean, we I can't remember the last time we had a good attack. I know it's costly, but I know it's been about seven years. If it was about like twenty years since we've had pay, pay people that can put a, um, a a ball in a net, and I know that there's this big. I just want to say this on this pod. I know there's this big kind of like we need a striker and that'll solve all the problems. It's not just that. Arsenal, yeah. Arsenal have got a false nine in Gabriel Jesus. He's not a pure nine. Like he, he drops in. But Martinelli, Saka, 
Odegaard, they chip in. They know how to shoot. It's not like we're going to buy Osterman. It's like, right, that's it. It's all sorted. No. Learn how to shoot. Like, well, the biggest issue the team, I think, is tactically. I, I, I don't think we. Uh, I don't. Think we need to talk about the United game any longer. Surely, that's enough. I think. Yeah. There was Cut. Quite a... <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> after that, we uh, we hosted Newcastle on the final get final day of the season. Yeah. Um, was a good atmosphere at the ground, um, despite the poor season. But well, Newcastle fans were lively. I saw. Yeah, yeah, they were. They were singing. They were singing. They were in the Champions League. Um, they were happy about that. There was a few drunk so, Geordies at uh, you know eleven or 12, 12 <laughs> noon. They must have been drinking since the early hours. To be fair to them, Geordies it's a long old train Champions. down from Newcastle. Yeah, getting on, getting on the tinnies at seven a.m. Well, we didn't. We didn't lose. So there's something mm. in that, maybe. 64% possession for us. Uh, four shots on target of 22 shots we had. Um, some more shooting practice needed there, potentially. And, uh, yeah, we actually generated 2.3 expected goals. Um, but I think we, it was actually an own goal that <laughs> we did score. So not, not the best from us. Thank, um, thanks, Kieran. What do we... Th- <laughs> Lovely. I was, I was calling for a handball. I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. What, what do you think of this game? It was a bit of a. It was again. I thought Newcastle kind of gave up. Kind of second half. I just sort of got a bit tired and just sat in a bit. But um, they definitely weren't pressing at all in the slightest. Yeah, I, th- I thought the the po- the performance was pretty positive overall. Like I said earlier in the in the pod, I thought it was one of our better home performances since Tuchel left. If not. You know, well, it's in our top three, I think. Top three or top five, maybe. You know, the, 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 a lot of positives to take from the game. I thought Sterling and Madweke on the wings were, were really good, both players. Um, I thought Enzo had another really good game in midfield. I just think, you know, the the concern... Oh, I'd quickly mention Lewis Hall as well, who I thought was, was really good. But again, same as United... Connor Gallagher and Kai Havertz just stinking up the joint at the top of the pitch. There's actually a point in the in the second half where you're one you're wondering is have I missed Kai Havertz getting subbed? Like is he playing? And and I feel like that's what you kind of think a lot of the times when, when he's when he's playing is sort of is he there? What is he doing on the pitch? You know he's a striker or he's playing you know a striker or a false nine position, but what, is he actually offering any goal threat whatsoever? I don't know. It's 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 a, it's a tough one. I mean, Newcastle. I mean, to be honest, Newcastle in the first half. I was I was actually uh, enjoying watching Alexander Isak play uh, in the flesh. I think he's a fantastic player and a player that w- w- kind of player I wish we had. You know, they had Craig's favourite, Mister Gordon scored the one he was calling for in the summer to uh, come in. And you know, Newcastle's beat. And I'm saying Maximan versus Aspie was quite funny because Aspie was sort of just running up the pitch, and St. Maximan had about 30 yards every time he got the ball. So I think in the second half we improved a lot. Like Craig said, we pressed them again. I got to say I disagree slightly with Craig. I think this was just another sort of end-to-end beach game. Newcastle just didn't have that a ton of intensity in the second half. Like Chris said, they just sort of like went down a gear, yeah. and that that allowed us. I, I didn't see. It, I don't see it as this sort of like tactical. Like you know, light bulb moment or anything. Like that. I think we just, I think we played a team who just weren't really mentally up for it because of you know it was, it was nothing game for them. So um, 
I think that's why we've seen improved performances. I mean, we played Man City, who had nothing to play for. United, who had nothing to play for once they were 3-0 up because they knew they were going to win. And then Newcastle, nothing to play for. I think that's correlated with the good performances, personally. That's the way I see it. But um, uh, Nani has been really good. And it's been good that Nani's got, you know, four or five hundred minutes under his belt um, since Lampard come in. With, and obviously, Mudrick hasn't, which, you know, Chris will... And we all will be annoyed about. But I think the season was really summed up well where, you know... Who's the guy that you want the ball to fall to when you won with one one and you threw on goal? It's Christian Pulisic. Christian Pulisic brought on for three minutes at the end. No one wants him on the pitch really. He probably doesn't want to be there, and he just slammed it into um, Dubravka. And then you've got FedEx, bless him. He's you know on, on his way now. You know uh, he's, he's five foot five foot nothing. Trying to get a header when we should have a we should have an attacker in there. Just sum the season up. Just pathetic finishing and just a mess of a season. And yeah, that was that really. So just a, to, for me to be honest, a bit of a beach game, another entertaining game, another high XG game that would have been way way different if Newcastle had something to play for. That's my opinion personally. Oh yeah, I mean Newcastle could have battered us in the first. It's a bit like the uh, yeah, they could have had four City or five. Games. There was often, <laughs> yeah, they could have yeah. had four or five. Yeah. yeah, it was a bit chaotic at the sort of first 20 minutes, 30 minutes of the game. But yeah. yeah, it's one of those where, yeah, second half, they just, they were literally just walking about and they didn't press us at all. And we just couldn't even score. It was so disappointing. Um, second half, like we got in so, we had such, so much of the ball in such good positions and just no output. Really, really disappointing. Um, I think the players saw the yeah. finish line a bit. They're like, right, there's one half left. Let's go for it. You know, nothing to lose. Um, it's nearly over. Great. So we'll go for it. But so um, it was a good performance. There was actually a really good atmosphere, even though for this season. And um, it was a good afternoon, yeah. a sunny you know, a sunny day out. It was a good game to watch. So it was entertaining. But yeah, yeah, I agree with that. It was good fun to watch, generally. Yeah, it was, um, a bit like United. I mean, United game wasn't fun to watch for 4-1, but it was for a neutral bit. It was a great game to watch. So um, just up and down. So. Yeah, again, just kind of a sort of a Liam Tooney theatre of the straight out problem. Yeah, kind of a, had an all star feel to it. Just sort of, you know, not tons of like intensity near the end, and people were just, you know, punch for punch, just having a shot. So, but yeah, that's the way I saw it. Yeah, I think a lot of the fans were more interested in throwing paper airplanes on the pitch. Yeah, um, I mean, I think some of the fans were just waiting, just trying to sing Mason Mount. We want you to stay at the end. I think that's for the only reason they turned up, to be honest. So, um, but yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, so the season ends and uh, I think it was a very, very poor season for us. Uh, we finished mm-hmm. 12th on 44 points, minus nine goal difference, 11 wins, 11 draws, 16 losses. Very. We've very got the uh, ESCR <laughs> awards next week, haven't we? So Yeah, we've got the awards. We've, got, we've, we've put the, we've, we've, the, the tuxes are still hanging up, don't worry. We've got plenty of categories, good and bad. So, yeah, look forward to that next week. Absolutely. Is this um, is this the worst season you in your in our lifetime? That by, you by, by, by a mile, by a mile. I think what, it's definitely the mean? one I remember. Yeah, I, I don't remember it being worse than this, but I guess expectations were probably a lot lower before. So I, I in, really in, in the in the fifteen sixteen, um, I was actually living in Slovenia at a time with my girlfriend. I, mean, I used to live in Slovenia for three years, and basically. I remember thinking, like, we could have got top four if we went for it a bit more. It, we came 10th, but, like, we were actually, I think, like, up in 7th and 8th for a bit. We were, like, maybe pressing for top six. This has not been like that. 
established players like Hazard, uh, Costa, everyone like that. This has just been a completely unique season in the sense where, yeah, it's just been a mess behind the scenes and a mess on the pitch. And I'm not going to get on the board too much, but I think the way the board handled their takeover in the first three months really set the sword out for the season. I don't particularly blame the players that much for the way it's gone, personally. And I think that when you get a proper manager in, you'll see the good side of a lot of these players. I don't think these are bad players. Craig said earlier, he thinks it's the top three squad in the world. Don't ma- maybe agree with that, but it's, it, they're better players than they are. And I think what happened between um, July and October, September, October this season really just set the stall out. And it was just always going to be a car crash from there, from my, in my opinion. What about you? I don't know what you boys think. It'll be interesting to see because obviously the team will be quite different, I think, going into next season. So we'll never really know. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think there's like, it's going to be different next season because the the structure will be different. There'll be loads of players who won't be there, which is super important. Hello. Um, so 50 days till Wrexham in, the, uh, in our first friendly. So can't wait. The big Chelsea Wrexham derby. Yeah, um, just something I wanted to quickly uh, finish off with on the season. Um, really disappointing for all the fans out there who would have been hoping, but Kai Havertz pipped to the post um, for offsides by Jamie Vardy. He lost. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he Vardy one, wasn't so. even playing. Yeah, this got to be absolutely guy with that. Um, oh, I don't know how he got goodness. so many, but yeah. Bad luck, Kai. That's why you've been so down the dumps the last two games. That's why another you... another miss for Kai. <laughs> <laughs> Although, well, you say that, but he does finish the season as Chelsea's top goal scorer in the league. I mean, that. Oh, I mean league. and yeah. in and in all comps, I think joint with Sterling in all comps. But in the Premier League, he he finished the season with with seven goals, which I believe is the same top, the same number that Jorginho got about yeah. two seasons ago. So. What You're in good the, company. I'm going to look up quickly the the minutes that Kai Havertz played because I feel like he played 90 minutes in the Premier League. Yeah, I, I think he's slashed so G- many G- times. I think right. he's slashed uh, GA minutes per G slash A is like near 400. We're looking at we're looking at a goal or assist every like four games. I think, or f- maybe for it. Yeah, basically, it's just it's not good enough. Especially when he's on. He's been. I said that when he goes on penalties, it'll give him a big lift. What happened to that? So our top, yeah, our top minutes playing time players. I'll give you them. Kai Havertz top two thousand five hundred sixty nine minutes. I'll tell you what, this is this is like the pre freezer. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, by the way, creative creative Kai Havertz finished the Premier League season thirty five start thirty five games two thousand five hundred seventy eight minutes and one assist. Time to slot him into number ten, isn't it? Where he can uh, he can really affect the like game. Said, his one assist was a three yard pass to Mount against Bournemouth. <laughs> Second striker. <laughs> please get this. Please, I do not want to watch this guy play at the top end of the pitch for us next season. Let's just make sure that that doesn't happen. I think we're gonna nothing not put him in the freezer because he's just been frozen over there. I think so. Yeah, poor guy. I mean, we've effectively played the whole season without with like ten men. <laughs> I've... Like when Brozier got injured and Lukaku was put on loan, we've basically got like no one up front. I mean, it's yeah, he's not, he's worth half. He's worth fail. half a player. 
he's yeah. worth that half a player. His, his, his heat maps are bizarre. Where he's he's like he's at the side of the box a lot because he drops in and but he doesn't seem to remember to run back in. There was There's a, a great for the goal actually. Was... The Sterling, I, I know I put the video clip in our WhatsApp group, but he uh, st- the ball gets through. It was really quick thinking, or what, maybe it was a routine from from Enzo to Sterling. He cuts inside Sterling. You're watching the back post. Kai Havertz is glued to Trevor Chalobah. He's glued to him. It's like he's marking him as a defender. There's no like in his head. He's just a, not a natural. He's not a natural striker. He's not a natural goal scorer. He just never will be that. He, he doesn't have the movement. Doesn't. And and I've said this a, a lot. Is that you'll see a massive difference when we have Nkunku plus another player um, at the top end of that pitch next season. You you will definitely see that. Um. Yeah. One of the, yeah. I think there was a moment in the. Manchester United game where I think it was some Madrid's like miss kick where he played it around Enzo played it into play around the corner and he's looking for like a one two with Gallagher and Havertz like runs into Gallagher right yeah. I mean and then he plays out to Hall and then he crosses it in but like I think we need a where new is... section I think we need a new section <laughs> dump on Kai well also <laughs> well, can I say Kai, Kai and uh, Raheem are atop of the goal scoring charts this season in all comps but Kai Havertz has played 800 more minutes than uh, than Raheem Sterling, which is the equivalent of about nine games more, of full games more than. And not to mention that he's playing up front as opposed to wing. So, yeah, we're not going to give Kai Havertz. We're not going to give Guy Havertz too much credit for uh, for that. And, and yeah, Jal- and on, I forgot about that actually. And he's on pens. Yeah. <laughs> and Jal Felix has got four goals in 940 minutes. Nice. Wow. <laughs> Good for him. He's top, he's top goal scorer since he turned up. I mean, that's it's just so. That's why he's hitting the road, mate. We don't like goal scorers at Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, we don't like, you, we don't like those guys. Many goals. A couple of we good... like players who press it in, like Havertz. Press it in. Yeah. Press it in. Right. right. Should we do some temps? Although I think we've let's... already done some temps, to be honest. But yeah, let's carry let's on. Go, I, I let's go. Let's do some temperatures. Let, so, are we doing season long temperatures or get no, this? No, 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 just no, 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 no. Just... That's, so that's we're gonna... Okay, let me do it again. Time to see whose form's on top Who's heating up, whose temperature's dropped Who's been playing well and who's not It's freezing, warming up, boiling hot Let's let's talk temperatures Let's let's see who's freezing cold We we know that (laughs) I think, we've done, I think we've done the section to be honest. I don't think we need to do the freezer to be honest. But yeah, I mean, Kai I mean, is it... in the freezer, but I've got someone else. Go on, then oh. you go first if you, you've got someone. Uh, Conor, Gallag- Gallag- Conor Gallagher playing number yes. ten in a in a four two three one, not having it. Absolute rubbish. Not good enough to play that position for Chelsea. Uh, fair enough, maybe a four three three is an eight, getting up and down the pitch. If you're going to play like a Liverpool sort of style, where you know you've got three elite attackers and you sort of leave them to do whatever they want, and the rest of the team plays sort of as a unit, and you can get a player like Gallagher to go up and down. Fine. As a ten, I mean, just nonsense. Not good enough. Not good enough on the ball. Not good enough technically. Not offering enough of a goal threat. Absolutely dreadful passing, no creativity. You know, not good enough to play ten for Chelsea. That we we need to set our standards higher than than a player like Conor Gallagher. Hopefully, um, you know, well, not hopefully he gets sold because I, I don't. I'm not going to wish that necessarily on him, but I, I definitely wouldn't mind if he gets sold. And if he is going to um, stay 
and play for a under posh or whatever. We can't play four two three one because there is no position that he can play in that formation that's any good. I mean, I think if he stays under posh, we're gonna start calling him splinters because they've just been on the bench the whole time. He ain't gonna get starts. I mean, he just he's not gonna he won't be getting many starts. He's just gonna be a pure backup. Is he's gonna be the guy you bring off the bench, press at the end when the team are tired. That's what he's kind of good at. Um, I think I think we had a we had a section like seven or eight pods ago. Where we said who's going to be in like the freezer by the end of the season, and my pick was Conor Gallagher. I think people are going to find out just how poor he is. And I have to say, I even I I, I at the time I was like reluctant to say like because I wasn't sure about him, but he is just not looking up to it at all. And I'm really really disappointed he's with him. Quite, he's... I think we're all disappointed with him yeah, for sure. And I, he... and I know as well, Chris, actually, you were saying um, at the start of this season, I know um, me and another friend of ours that um, a season ticket holder, he was was hyping up Conor Gallagher and you, I think, were a bit sort of on the fence and maybe a bit negative on him saying he definitely can't play as a six in the in Tuchel's 3-4-3. <laughs> well, it looks like, well, you're right about that. And also... He can't play as a ten either, so we're we're sort of running out of positions where he actually can play at the top level as well. So, yeah, very concerning. Yeah, he's he's got huge huge issues with his pace. He's quite clumsy. He's very clumsy. I mean, that go back to the Leicester red card, um, beginning of the season. That's 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 that should have been alarm bells ringing. Really, that's what I said about him. That's what he, that's what he does. And people are like, oh, you know, it's rash. He's unlucky. No, that's that's what he does. He makes. You can see it in his tackling. He just sort of lasers into people. Yeah, he makes poor decisions tackling, but he also makes pretty poor decisions passing the ball. Um, yeah. So slow, laboured. There was actually a point in the game, I might clip it actually and put it on our Twitter account, where Chelsea really well played it out really well from the back. Got played to Gallagher. And he had the world's simplest parts to Enzo, and Enzo was going to switch it to the right wing, and where we'd have a real good chance to counter-attack because Newcastle really pressing high. And Gallagher took two, three touches, like, and just got tackled. It's just like... It's the world's easiest pass to Enzo. You know, there's so much on the pitch that he doesn't see. He's very slow moving with the ball, yeah. He, he, he's just not good enough. Let's face it. He, he, you know, he's not good enough to play for Chelsea. I'm not going to... I've dropped this line a lot, and I'm going to get heat for it again. He's a West Ham player, isn't he? He's, he's a Fulham player. <laughs> he's a West Ham player. At best, a Spurs player, maybe. It, and he's probably going to stay, I think. He's going to end up staying, I think, because... We're gonna... I, I actually don't think he's going to stay because I know that we get the full FFP money for him as well. But, I mean... it, but he's not going to want to go. He's already turned down in Everton and they didn't want to send him to Newcastle. So no. who'd you send him to? Well, West he Ham, should go maybe. to Everton because Anana's probably going to leave there. So they didn't want to send him to Newcastle, I think, at the time because we were directly competing with them potentially for top four at the time, right? That They could have fallen off. That was January. Um, Little did they back, know that we, we should have started back to in January. The, you know, there was a that was a time where people were considering that top four was was a possibility. So, I, I do think they would sell him to Newcastle now. Yeah, um, I'm not quite as down on him as you guys are. I think there's something there. He's got some good goals this season as well. Palace away was a great finish. He's got he's kind of kind of got that really good goal in his locker from outside. I the mean, block. let's be honest. Like that's no different than like Tielemans' goal in the FA Cup final. Like it's just a it's a freak. Like shot that's gone in. Not not yeah, that he can't do. Really I have scored a really good goal from outside the box. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. you just leave it's... Kai alone for two minutes, right? Anyway. <laughs> you can't just like he can't just. That's not his game, is it? It's not like Lampard, where he's like banging in like four or five exactly. shots a game, and like he's putting in 
you know, a couple of he's scoring like often. He's not. He's not, deadly, he's not deadly from outside the box. I'll say, is he, like, I'll say this for him. In a team where motivation and fitness and pressing has been an issue, he and I've put a shift in. Oh, he, <laughs> he gives absolutely everything. He, he, I'll tell you what, he, got, it's got, he won't go a long way in other seasons because they, they, I, naturally they'll all be doing it. But this season, I have to say, it's gone a long way in my, my estimations where he's trying. And technically yeah, and tactically, he's got a lot of issues and probably isn't good enough for the club. But that's why the fact that you, you're every man fan, you're sort of match going fan, um, the older generation, they love him because it, and he got a standard of he's got a standard ovation against Newcastle, which is mental really because he was so poor. But they love him because he runs about and it's look, it's it's not great in terms of the club going forward. But you've got to say he he wears his heart on his sleeve and fair play to him in that sense. Especially in what, a, what, what I would say about him, maybe some advice to him if you're listening, is he needs to just chill out. I'm like, do less. Yeah, like, just try and play more. Yeah. He needs to play more one-touch passing. Like that will help mm. him massively in his game. Because um, look, he's not bad. I'm not saying he's bad. Um, I just don't think he's like. If you think about like teams in the top four, like I don't know if he if he's really ever gonna make it as a starter in those sort of teams. But yeah, yeah maybe there's a place for him on the bench. Um, we should quickly talk about Fafana as well, just being dreadful in that United game. And it's pretty well, that was my freezer, mate. Okay, yeah, yeah. Just, you've, just, forgotten the, you've forgotten the structure of the freezer, mate. Go to your next one. <laughs> I, thought we, I thought we were skipping through the freezer. It was Kai. No, I'll then... do my freezer. Come on. Okay, okay. What's your warming up? Oh, sorry. Let's go, let's go through the freezers first. Let's, let's just get, the, get it out of the way since you spoke about it. Yeah, go on then, do Fafana. We're in a new format. Oh, okay, right. Um, right, Wesley Fafana. I mean, I only came on against Newcastle for a little cameo. Against Manchester United, it was like Asian Fafana. It's like he's playing for them. Like, he, he gave the penalty away, which he actually did uh, for Leicester. Very similar thing where, I don't remember, you remember we needed to beat Leicester 2-1 to get into the Champions League um, in the Champions League in, in 20, 2021. I think he brought someone down there, the edge of the box, no win. It was like the same thing. No need, no need to foul him there. Silly foul. And then the fourth goal, he gave them the ball, passing across his own box, and then he could have tackled Rashford. He didn't even bother. So, you know, I've, I've, I've defended him quite a lot because I think that Potter leaving really, really uh, affected him, and it did. But come on, Wes. Like, 80 million, you're a better player than that. And Poch is going to really have to pick him up from the floor a bit because I think his confidence, it looks like his confidence will be really, really down. And look, you've got Levi Carwood coming back. I think Trevor Chalaber could be competing maybe for a starting spot or somewhere around there, back up. You've got Silva. You've got Koulibaly. He doesn't like he's leaving. Um, you've got Badia Shield coming back in after his injury. You've got a fist fight for your place in that centre-back area. And he's got to fix up. He's got to fix up because it cost a lot. It's not his fault, but he cost a lot of money. And you know he's he's got he's a confident lad. You can tell he, he believes in his own game, but you've really really got to fix up with because you're a big signing, big profile signing, and uh, yeah, at the moment you're freezing power. And even though it's hot outside in the summer, got a few icicles uh, around your shin pads. So need to fix up, mate. A, a, an absolute car crash end of season for Fafana. He's been yeah. that easily that 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 yellow. Like I said in. Um, and the burnabout. I don't know what he yeah. did to him. It's... Well, I, th- I think as well, you, you look at him and, and he's sort of, his personality or demeanour's changed as well on the pitch. I think he's been humbled a bit by his, his terrible performances. I think he's a bit embarrassed by them. I think he rates himself quite highly. Um, and obviously, as, 
you know, huge price tag, and I'm sure I, I do feel like he feels a bit embarrassed um, out there about some of the stuff he's doing, and it's, it's a shame. But yeah, fix up, and, and we'll, we'll try we'll going do. into work when you're Chelsea fan this year, being embarrassed. Tell you. <laughs> Shall I do my freezing then, since we're doing this new format? I thought so. So Kai Havertz didn't make it into any of our freezers. Let's leave Kai alone. He's already had. The I, 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 do you know what? He's exactly what you said, Craig. Because. Uh, I was watching the game and I was like, he's actually still on. And then yeah. when he went off, I was like, he could literally still be on and you wouldn't know. <laughs> he's invisible out there. <laughs> he's, mm. he's very efficient. Uh, in the freezer for me, controversial one, but um, the human the human post, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, at the end of the season for me. Who... Wow. <laughs> this guy's literally had like... He's, we, just he's gave Chris, we just gave him a brilliant send-off. Yeah, we didn't do it. Sorry. You're, you're sending him off in a little ice cube rack to AC Milan. Well, there's a reason he's been sold, yeah. 59 minutes he was on against Newcastle. I tell you, you what, in, you it was like... the cargo hold. If in the cargo like, hold, it's cold down there. It's like Enzo was playing wall ball <laughs> with Loftus cheek. He probably finished the game with like 100% pass accuracy because he just, he just passed the ball sideways and backwards. It was... Lit, it was yeah. I, I tell you what, when Chukwamenka came on, it was like a completely different game. And if you watch the highlights, a lot of the highlights will be towards the end of the game in the second half. And it's Enzo passing it into Chukwamenka, him turning and then playing it like wide. And it's, it's, it, I'll tell you what, it's chalk and cheese. And uh, I like Ruben. I think he's a nice, lovely guy, but just... You, you have like, a beer with him. Yeah, but what are you doing on the pitch, mate? Like, just oh. doing absolutely nothing. I, I couldn't believe it. 59 minutes of just nothing, more, no shots. A more no polite serious. way to say it is he, he's really good in the middle third, but then when he gets to the last 30 metres, I mean, the freezer's at, he freezes up, he gets nosebleed. He, it's like he, he turns back around. Um, and he's been like that for ages. And I can't, he doesn't take any shots. He doesn't really do any progressive passes in the final third. He just lays it off. He, he kind of plays like a little bit like a an Aspie or a, a cover just kind of gets there, lays it off and then just let someone else do the attacking. It's a shame. And I hope, I hope he changes in Milan because I think he maybe has still got some attacking stuff in his locker, but not as I do agree with Chris where some of his passing is so negative mentally. So yeah, I, I think I, I agree with that in some sense. Craig, you just disgusted by this freezer or what? Absolutely awful. Yeah. I mean, just uh-huh. just the, the 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 sentiment has been completely lost on Chris. Yeah, I, I was going to say, Chris. I tell you it's, what, there's it, 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 no business putting him in the freezer. Like, yeah, it, it is harsh, Chris. To be honest, it's it's not even harsh. It's just disrespectful. I mean, oh. it's, it's 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 unnecessary. Um, it's unnecessary. Let let him leave. Let him leave with his head held high. Yeah, tell you what, Chris, you're the editor. You choose to cut it or not. It's up to you, mate. Right. Anyway, <laughs> right. Next up, can... we've got we got whip through these. Come on, right, warming up. Come on. About round to Craig. Warming up, I'm going Lewis Hall because I thought he deserves it after these two games. He he he, he played well and um, it's a great crosser of the ball. I don't think he's a left-back going forward, poor defensively, but showed some real quality in both games, I thought. And yeah, fantastic cross on him, fantastic left foot. Yeah, I mean, you say he doesn't like he doesn't play a left-back. I mean, don't know, I mean, apparently, I listened to a podcast where he was like, he apparently he was like, could have played cricket for England. I mean, I think he's just a fantastic uh, 
sports person in general. I think he can. He looks like a pretty good left back to me. I mean, you can train the defensive stuff into him. Uh, every time he put, he, he's he's been denied about four or five assists in the last few games. He could have put up with our attackers just like you know doing what they do. But um, I think he, I think there's links that he might go to Palace on loan. I think he should go on loan personally because um, I do think that. I've got a feeling about Marco Correa next season. I don't know why. I think he's going to do well under Poch. Um, just the system-wise, I think he'll do pretty well. Um, so kind of second second season syndrome. He's got the bad season out of his system. But yeah, um, really happy of him. And he's been a bit of a been a bit of a revelation and a bit of a morale lifter in the in the late seasons because in in the latter seasons because we haven't really had much to shout about. But it's been really nice having a quite a common youngster come through and give us something to shout about in this kind of dreadful season. So yeah. Definitely warming up, Lewis Hall's good. Good shot. Talk about disrespect. This guy is boiling hot, Lewis Hall. He's clearly the best player on like the pitch, basically. I mean, he had 0.8 expected assists against United and 0.6 expected assists against Newcastle. He's been absolutely robbed yeah, he has been of assists. We also conceded 5.2 XG in that in that yeah, United he should, game. Have, he should have the the most assists in our team for the whole season. Yeah, sorry. He's, if he was playing left wing, I'd give him boiling hot. But he's playing left back, and we conceded four goals of 5.2 XG against United. So he's definitely not well, boiling hot. Yeah, two of those were left back. He's not. He's not well, we know, we know who Chris's boiling hot is anyway. I mean that. Yeah, I've, I've been to see you put boiling hot, but yeah, I think he's been. Probably the best player. He's easily the best player for me, actually. Fair play. So am I doing... What are we doing? This new system? Am I doing mum and warming up now? We're doing this new system. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're good. Yeah, yeah, warming up. Because it's, warming it's, up, mate. It's quite, it's, it's, uh, it's quite straightforward, Brady. We do... Uh... No, I've, I'm, I'm a simple <laughs> man. I get confused. I get confused. Anyway, uh, another player who's a little bit confusing, but even warming up, it's Nani Madueke. Fantastic. I wouldn't say fantastic, but a very positive end to the season for him. First of all, I, I love the way this kid talks. Very respectful. His, his tweets are great. In interviews, he's like saying that, you know, it's proud for play to the, play for the club. You know, we, we need to give it all next season. No excuses. Brilliant. Need, need more of that. And he's very genuine in interviews and even on social media. So it's good. The thing about it is, you know, against Man- Manchester United, he had five out of seven successful dribbles. Like I said before, he's got Saka vibes. It, when... When he gets the ball, players back off. And, you know, a lot, he hasn't got the finishing touch at the moment in terms of you know, against Newcastle, he cut in, cut in and he blazed it wide above about 10 yards. That's kind of how it's been going for him. The, the fi- against Bournemouth, we had a good game. The final, the final bit wasn't there. But the first 80% is great. And he's, he can go, I've said it before, he can go either way at pace. And that's, that's something that not a lot of players can do. He's not just a kind of Hakim Ziyech invert uh, whip, whip a ball in, even though that can be really effective. He can go either way, and he can shoot with both feet. And I'm really excited about it. And I've got to be honest; I'm more excited about it than Madrid personally. Um, I, I think got... if you swap the price tags, I, I was chatting to a friend of mine about this recently. But if you swap the price tags, I think Madueke looks like a 70 million pound player. Yeah, he does. He's a, he's a young English player as well. Where you think, oh, maybe the 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 price tags been inflated because he's English and you know he's only 21 years old he's just turned 21 years old as well two months ago he was 20 when we signed him so he's only turned 21 I'd be thinking wow this guy's a 70 80 million pound prospect for sure yeah. whereas yeah I think you're right I think Mudrick looks more like a 25 million pound sort of he's an older player with a lot to learn so uh 
yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very, really, very really, really, really excited about it next year. Same, and and I one thing I would say as well about his performance against Newcastle, it's not just him on the ball. His pressing and work rate, his intensity, yeah. and he he looks like a player that cares at the t- at, at, on the pitch, and that's incredibly important. And the other thing is, he looks like a player that it wants to play and is part of a top team. That yeah. that's what I think, and and yeah, uh, I'm I, exactly the same as you, Brady. I'm very, very excited about Madueke. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I think he'd be. I think he played quite well. I think some some aspects of his game definitely need some work, but I think it's huge, huge, huge for us that he got loads of minutes in the last sort of five, six games and some starts. I think that's really I, important. I, I, I think the main difference with Mudrick, I have to say, I know Mudrick's bit. When Mudrick's come on against Man United, and you can't blame Frank Lampard when you're missing a sitter from four yards. I wouldn't really want to start the guy either. But every time Madueke's on the pitch, he does pretty well. I don't think Madueke's had a bad game. Madawaki had didn't have any shots in the United game. He, he's technically though. He yeah, he didn't have a, a fantastic game against United, but he 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 looks like a technically a very gifted player. He looks like a well coached player, and um, yeah, I, I just you know I think you he can, can shoot as well. I've seen I've, well, the infamous YouTube videos. Um, no, he he has got a great left foot on him. He, like, he has he has got he has got a shot on him. He just hasn't really he hasn't really shown it yet. But I think in pre season. I think he'd be, a, you know, he'll he'll be preparing himself right. I think he's got a really good mentality. I think he, I mean, I'm not sure he's going to be a player that Poch is going to have in the forefront of his mind, but I think he'll make make himself in the forefront of Poch's mind very quickly because I think he's possibly an elite talent, and I'm glad we got him for so cheap. So, yeah, I'd like to see him take a few less touches and be a bit more direct. I think he can end up. He he goes down the line quite a lot, and he, a lot of his crosses hit the first man. I'd like to see him try and cut in and. You know, have some more shots. I think that'd be important for him. Um, but wow, yeah, so what, looks really good. What's your warming up, Chris? Uh, warming up for me was going to be uh, Carney Chukwemenka. I thought he was. Yeah. He's my boarding um, hot, so you can say it for me, and I'll chip in. Nice. Yeah, I thought he was excellent. I thought he's probably the best player on the pitch um, against Manchester United. Yeah. I thought he was on for not a lot, like thirty minutes against Newcastle. Again, he was influencing so much of the game. Um, really good on the ball. Um, good I vision. Thought, I thought you would be out on loan next season, but I think the the the, the no, way I, we've seen him play in the last two games, I, I've changed my mind on that. I think he's going to stay. I, I, I think I it's it. nice to see him play. Mm, yeah, well, it's nice to see him play key. in his position, which sort of is what sort of a lot of things since Potter. Potter was playing, you know, wingers at wing back and Carney at wing and all sorts of rubbish. And it's actually nice to see players play in their actual position. Um, and I think, yeah, he, he looks like a, a baller of a centre midfielder. He looks right at what's, home. What's really important is, and this is what I was sort of alluding to with a lot of the other players, that was, it's important to see these guys start. Like, coming on for, like, 25, 20... He was coming on for, like, 10 minutes at the end of games, and people were like, well, you know, mm-hmm. he doesn't look so good. It's a load of rubbish. Like, he started against United. Look how much of the ball he sees. He's able to, like... We're actually able to assess how good he can be. And this is this is why it's important to get these guys starting. And yeah, I was really happy to see what he could do. And he looked really good for Villa at sort of the back end of the games that he did play for them before um, the following season before he signed for us. And really happy to see him getting minutes. And you know, I thought he took him really well. And he looks like a really good good player. And I hope he gets uh, gets some more starts next season. Definitely. He reminds me of a young Ruben Loftus-Cheek. He caught some slander in his pod by Chris. But anyway, a young RLC was really exciting as well. And but he's just got a bit more class, a bit more guile. 
Um, I think he's probably going to end up bulking up a bit because I think he's quite, he's quite similar. But I can see him club bulking up and becoming stronger and just... He's a very silky player, very technically sound, can, uh, really good progressive runner. I think he can... Well, Potter was going to play him on the wing. Well, he was playing him on the wing. So I assume he can shoot uh, because in training, you wouldn't be putting someone on the wing if they're, if they're shooting in training. So shooting well in training. So I'm really, really excited about it. And he needs to stay. I don't want him out, I don't want him out on loan. I think he needs to be a backup six or eight. Um, I think he offers a lot of stuff and... I seem to see where, where, where you play him in a four-two-three-one. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, maybe in the two. I mean, you, you said he played as a six or an eight in uh, for Aston Villa, right? Yeah, so, yeah. So it's some more of a defensive side. But when I see him play, I think I see more of like a sort of a, definitely an eight. You can definitely see him play an eight yeah. in a four-three-three. Can't you? I just, like? th- I, I just think just getting minutes in midfield. You know, like just try and get in. 1200 1500 minutes if you can 1200 minutes for the team there'll be injuries definitely get him you know just pl- start him in every uh, FA cup game uh, Carabao cup game etc so um I don't want him out on loan need him here um I don't think he, I don't think he particularly wants a loan because he you know I think he left Aston Villa on the pretense that maybe he would get more minutes than he did obviously um and he's I mean he they literally flew him straight out to the under England under 20 camp so they obviously really want him in demand Literally straight after the game, he went straight to the airport. So, yeah, I mean, that was obviously pre-planned, but a fantastic talent and one that's kind of, again come up a little bit like Lewis Hall, come up late in the season. It's just giving us a bit of hope for next season because the rest of them haven't really have they? Let's be honest. So, um, these these young Cobham, not Cobham, but these young these young players have really given us a real morale boost and in the end of what has been a pitiful season by a lot of the senior players at this club. To be honest, Lewis Hall, eighteen. Carnage Chukwemenka, 19. Fantastic. Yeah. Nonny Matarake, 21. We just spoke about three players that are yeah. like 21 or under. So, Well, he was my boiling hot. Anyone got any boiling hots left? I got, I got a boiling hot and he's the future of Chelsea Football Club. Enzo Fernandez. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. He was fantastic against Manchester United and not just on the pitch. When Bruno Fernandez started mugging Kepper off after that penalty... Yeah. He was one of two players, him and Aspilicueta, with some actual personality and some spine and some backbone that actually went over and told him what he thought of him. And uh, I love that. I, I just I just love Enzo Fernandez. I think he's a fantastic player. He incredible on the ball, incredible. Pa- I just wish he was at a little bit of pace. That that is going to be tough for him in a in a big transition team that maybe. Posh is going to run with a bit of counter-attack. I just wonder if he'll potentially get exposed. But I've said it before, the Gundogan comparison at City, with that's the style of player that he can be, I think. And if the rumours are true about, um, is it Agate? Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce his name, from, from Sporting, the DM. That, that sort of signifies to me that they're going to think about moving Enzo to sort of a slightly different role a bit further forward and I think that would be good for him because I think he is a bit wasted sitting I know he likes to receive yeah. the ball he's neat and tidy in that spot but I think he's better player than, than that I don't think he's just like a better version of Jorginho uh, in that role I think he can play higher up the pitch and affect the game and, and I just think yeah he, he was fantastic against United he had a really good game against Newcastle as well He's the future of the club. Um, yeah. I know you said Brady potentially a future captain. I don't see that yet. I mean, I don't even think he speaks English yet. Um, but I do see that he's a future. It's just his behaviour on the pitch. He cares. He cares. Yeah. I know language. Language can be learned. Like Thiago Silva doesn't speak very good English, but he leads by example by body language. 
you know. Some of these senior players have let the team, the, 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 the team down in terms of mentality, and he just doesn't. I see him sort of in a bit of a, a cover role, the advanced cover role that sometimes he would play, but if he's a lot more expensive and just just a fantastic player. And, and also, what to... I would say, by the way, is a player that I think Posh is going to love. Yeah, um, I mean, it's huge. Yeah, so, I agree. They're both Argentinian, and apparently Poch is really excited to work with him. And it actually came out today that Grand Potter advised against him. That kind of slams Grand Potter's up, really. <laughs> <laughs> he's a bit too loud in the dressing room for him, probably. probably he's doing, doing, to be fair to Grand Potter, probably doing it for the right reason where he was overpriced. Yeah, you're probably right, but probably making the wrong decision. Maybe doing things for the, with good intentions, but making the wrong decision. That's Grand Potter in a nutshell for Chelsea. So. Uh, couldn't have uh, wrapped up his managerial career anymore. So, um, but yeah, really excited. He's been consistent. He came in for, uh, when we came in Fulham at home, and we were really excited that day. We were going to win four 0 and even though we didn't, he played really well that day. And um, since then, he's never he has, he's never really had too many bad performances. Been very consistent, seven eights out of ten every week, and that's what you need. So, yeah, amazing player. I look forward to seeing more of him next season. Yeah. Um, one quick shout out was just uh, Trevor Chalaba, who I thought was he's been. I think when he came in against Fulham away, people like criticizing his performance because he hadn't started in like four months. Yeah, exactly. um, just shows you what a run of games can do for someone. I thought like, he had a really poor game against United, Chalaba. I mean, but I, yeah, I think I mean, he was, re- it, it, he was really a, good against yeah. Newcastle. Well, yeah, I think he wasn't playing with Fafana, but like it was, he's been excellent. I think the Newcastle game, he was outstanding. It was only on for half. I mean, the Forest, the home game, he was unbelievable. He was like Cafu up and down, brilliant, unbelievable performance. And he found it right back. And you know, I think he's he's a DM by trade. I mean, his brother were the same. So, you know, I don't think he should be. He's not going to be starting in front of the likes of um, Badia Shiel and Colwell, but. Brilliant backup player. So I, I trusted him to play. So I, you know, Tuchel trusted him and he trusted him for a reason. He put a shift in, Chala, but he, he, he got plenty of starts and we got put. Wasn't it a run where for 11 or 12 games that he played, we didn't lose yeah. on the Tuchel? So yeah, no, when, uh, when Isaac kicked the ball past him and he outpaced him to get yeah, the ball back, yeah, and the Newcastle gas. fans were like, well, oh. He's been, in the, he's, been, he's, he's got a before and after picture. He's been in the gym. He's bulked up. Yeah, I mean, um, I, yeah. I do think I, I, I do think Chalaba's improved, and I don't. It's probably not quite as bad a player. I, I didn't really rate him when I first saw him, and he sort of changed my mind a bit on on him. But I still wouldn't trust him in a, in a big game, and I think we saw that against Real Madrid, where he basically gave the goal away that that ended the game completely for us, where he, he recklessly dived in. Um, he, he's not three 0 down in the tie by then. I mean, we no, were still, no, no, no. Was that, was, that was the goal that that was the we were still nil nil at that time. That was the first goal. Okay, okay, right. But the you know that I think that sums him up. He's a good he's a good player and a versatile player and and but just not someone that I think. I, I, I don't I don't want to lose. Him. I don't want to lose him. I know we want. I know it's like it's a track. If a team thirty five millions for for, for Chalaba, you wouldn't sell him. No. No, I keep him. Yeah, okay. I, honestly, because I, I, look at Fafana's form and other players. We talk about it. I know we're stacked to centre. We're stacked to centre back technically, but he's just putting in better performances than other players. So I just don't want to. I, mean, I, I would rather sell Kulabali than him for sure. Yeah. yeah. I once yeah. bid in 35 million for Fafana. Look, <laughs> when, uh, when, 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 Gusto, when Gusto and Reese are injured next year, who's going to play right back? We're, so we're gonna have to, uh... you're, not, you're not thinking about these things, are you? <laughs> we're going to have to release Kulabali, I think. No one's, no one's paying anything for it. 
Yeah. Well, anyway, that's another story. Right, shall we... Uh, time for the quiz, isn't it? Time for the, the quiz master, in inverted commas. Questions about the blues, so you don't lose the beat. A few clues, correct answers only, it is what it is. It's time for the ESCR quiz. Quizmaster. Thank you. I've All got right. a I've got a super injunction against the person I was going to use. So, <laughs> right, it's quite it's quite a simple one. It's a it's a it's a format we've done before. So I think I, I'm not going to give you too many clues this week. I want you to try and do, get it by yourselves. So, uh, we battled it out on the beach. Might be a late one. <laughs> yeah, we we battled it. Yeah, how long you got? Uh, we battled it out on the beach in a one-one draw with Newcastle on Sunday. But can you name six players that have played for both Newcastle and Chelsea in the Premiership era? Now, there might be more, but I only found six. If there's another one, you guess that's fine. But I want you to get, get the six that I've got. I, I, can, I can name Celestine Babiaro. There you wow. go. Ding, what, number one. It's, what a absolute jig out. Chris has been doing some mental uh, push-ups. He gets, he gets a bit of stick from Craig. I think he knows, the, form, I think he knows the format. He, he's sort of like, he's, he's, he's no, playing ahead, maybe. No, he doesn't. He just, just happens to pick up random names. All right, <laughs> five left. I think... I guess, uh, it's quite a low amount of players, right? It's, it's not many. I think there's a right winger as well who we, he played this for. This is them. the Premier by the way. Rude Hullet. No. Nice. Oh. What? Well, is that one? Is it, oh, he, he, I guess he, sorry, he managed. He managed. player manager? I don't know. Was he? I don't know. He might have tried on, I think. I don't know. <laughs> He's not on the list, so. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. No, he, did, he, didn't, he didn't play for Newcastle, no. Okay, okay. Um, That's what Lampard should have done for us. He should have come Thank you, Maybe just player, mate, not the manager. There's <laughs> <laughs> one we had last week. That's a clue. I'm not going to give you many clues, but when you start stalling, I'm going to give you. Some <laughs> no, I'm not being funny. Just boys. give me a second. Yeah, just let let's have a let's have a little think because you know <laughs> if you're not going to give us clues, let, let's have a little think. Let the wine breathe, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You sprang it on us, and you know. It, have a little think. Babiaro is a great shout. That's an absolute, absolute dig out. Straight, straight off the bat. Straight off the bat. Who comes actually, to mind when hey, you think I actually, Newcastle? I, I actually gave it to him. He gave me five to give him one this week. So he didn't have <laughs> <laughs> well, you've you, you, need to give it, you need to give it back because now you've revealed it. The quiz, the quiz where I wasn't there. Christ, I, I'd hate to know how much editing had to happen there. God, we were here for two hours. Sorry, have you put one in yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Babiara played 47 games for Newcastle, 1 3 2 for Chelsea. Right, there's one there was last week in the. Uh, Did Adrian Mutu play for Newcastle? No. Make that up completely. I think so. Right, there was a player last week. He was a 93 94 team. Oh right, let me let me think of that. The, did so Carlton, this... Cole, Carlton Cole play for Newcastle? No, shush, shush for a minute. Did did Gus Poyet play? He might be one actually. I was thinking that we might have been missed. Hang on. Well, I'm just doing my research department. No, we didn't. No. Poyet didn't play. One from last week. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm going through the team. Petrescu? He wasn't in the team last week. Was it the Forest game last week or was it City? Forest game last week. Old school. We probably need his Mark help. Steen. No, we probably need his help this year with his new profession. Eddie Newton. No. He's now a preacher. Oh, this is uh, Gavin Peacock. Gavin Peacock. Oh, Peacock. Yeah. And Potch is going to be asking for some sermons next year if we lose a few in a row. So, <laughs> right, did, did you four... have that written down? What? <laughs> was that a line you had written down? Yeah, I've, I've got all the lines written down, mate. I've prepped for this, but I don't like some people. Right, anyway. It's Cudicini one. No. Stop dick. No. <laughs> four well, left. I'm allowed to guess, aren't I? Yeah, yeah, I'm joking. Sorry. Is that not the game? One was recently sacked from by a foreign by a Belgian club as manager. Scott Parker. Scott Parker. Parker, oh, yeah, well midfield. One has the initials that if you turn them round, they're the same. Scott Sinclair. Mm, good shout, but no, that's a very good shout actually. How was that a good shout? It was like the same. It's just a wrong answer. It's just. I mean, he could have played for Newcastle. <laughs> yeah, he could have. I don't really guess it from your section, Craig. <laughs> Digging Chris out. <laughs> but you shouted about. This is how my spiking is. Chris will probably edit out the fifteen the fifteen names you shouted. The <laughs> absolute nonsense. This is our most spiky quiz to date. So it's just a quiz. I'm just guessing names. I'm not allowed to do that. All right. He's a winger, very good player. Got a bad. I injury. knew we saw. Uh, I knew we had a winger. I did say that. Very good player. Fantastic winger. Got an injury. Wasn't quite as good after, but was fantastic uh, in in the early Abramovich era. If you if you if if initials when you turn around, it's the same. So which which way did he go? He went from Chelsea to Newcastle. Damien Duff. Uh, Damien Duff. There you go. Well done, mate. Chris is on fire. I'm on fire. Now, what, I don't the, remember the, him playing for Newcastle. No, that's that's the. Oh, I do actually. That's the game, Craig. <laughs> well, be, the, the remaining players. Can you just tell me whether they went from Newcastle to Chelsea? The next one. He played for Gail Kakuta. What? Gail Kakuta. No. Right. <laughs> two thousand and three to two thousand and seven, he played for Chelsea. He played seventy-two games, and he went to Newcastle straight after and played fifty games. He had a very famous song for Chelsea, a funny song. Sort of like a... Jeremy. Jeremy! Jeremy. <laughs> Chris was about to sing this song. One left. <laughs> and this guy was a striker. Wow. Talented, decent striker, but not, not really anything too special. Which way did he go? Did he go from... A massive journeyman, like, played for loads of clubs. He, he went... Um, oh, he's actually a Newcastle on loan. But it was a season loan, to be fair. So he went from Queen's Park Rangers, and he had a good, really good season um, on loan at Newcastle. Then we bought him in 2014. Loic Remy. Loic Remy is yes. correct. Yes, very good. And ding, 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 ding. Such ends the quiz. Well done, boys. Thank you, right I mean, And Chris really turned up at the end of the season there. Well done. Yeah, thank you. Well done, mate. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, Pulled I it think out we, of got, we got the about the same, didn't we? In that, no, nah, I think know. four two, Chris. There, okay. smashed it. 
He's done a Daishi. He's, he's kept him up at the end of the season. He's kept himself in the runner. Go <laughs> on, Daishi. Sliced and diced. Yeah, that was one of the good... That was a good quiz name. Right. That's Fantastic. it. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Um, good quiz. Thank you. Uh, we'll be getting any more quizzes over the summer from you. Is that it? Well, I was hoping to take a little break, but there'll be the intermittent quiz. Yeah, we can do some quizzes. Yeah, let's do some transfer quizzes. That'd be good. Yeah. All right. And worked for you to do. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Yeah, more admin. Great. <laughs> right. Well, thank you very much, guys. That's all we've got time for today. Um, we will be back with the end of season awards. So uh, get your uh, get your iron out and. Uh, it's the hottest ticket in town. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You need to uh, you need to dress as smart. Smart casual, is it? Or is it black no, tie? It's tux, yeah, tux, it's mate. It's tux, obviously, yeah. Oh, wow. It's oh, tux, mate. Black, I'll, be getting the video, I'll be getting the video on to check that you, you're wearing a tux as well. Yeah. We'll have our champagne and our tuxes and we'll, we'll, we'll dig into it. Lovely. Well, we will see you then. For more updates and all things the SCR, you can follow us on Twitter at Eat Sleep Chelsea and Instagram at Eat Sleep Chelsea Repeat. And as always, we hope you're carefree wherever you may be. And thanks for listening.